Are you walking with God? Are you asking God to walk with you? Reactions of the heart. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother and sister, you need the word. <laughs> the open verse comes from Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 through 8. It is the Sermon of the Mount, the Beatitudes. Verse 3 says, or it reads, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there's the kingdom of heaven. Verse 4. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Verse 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Verse 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. Let's focus our attention on verse 8. But this time we're going to do it from the Amplified Version. It reads, blessed. The word blessed in this context meaning anticipating God's presence, spiritually mature. Are the pure in heart. This means those with integrity, moral courage, and godly character. For they will see God. The title of my message today is called Reactions of the Heart. Reactions of the Heart, Heart Reactions. About a month ago, I began to seek God about the message, the title of the message. Whenever he would call me, I want to be ready. So he spoke to me out of a dream. He said, heart reactions. I said, well, that's going to be a hard one, heart reactions. So I began to ponder. And once I got the green light from pastor to preach, I began to seek God and ask him for the definition for heart reaction. But before I, he gave me the definition for heart reaction, but I said, let me go look up the word reaction. It's a very simple word, but it has several different meanings. And it read, reaction is an action in response to some influence, event, or circumstance. So I can safely express that what the Holy Spirit gave me, and this is what he read, this is what he told me, a place in my heart. Hard reactions, definition is, is action taken in response to in which it shows the true reflection of our hearts, especially in the heat of intense moments and in difficult circumstances. Therefore, our outward reflections are based on the condition of our hearts. Proverbs 4.23 warns us to keep our heart diligent for all of it are the issues of life. This message will be broken down into three different sections. Section number one, we will discuss, well, I'll talk about natural and spiritual heart comparison and God's heart reactions to sin. And we all know that the heart is without a doubt the most vital organ in the human body. And while the blood flows to and from the heart, it gives us life. It's our decision that we must take care of our hearts, both in the natural and the spiritual. And we know we fill our hearts, our bodies with junk food, just spurging all the time. It eventually clog the arteries and it would have an adverse effect on our hearts. Likewise, in the spiritual, if we continue to not 
read the word of God or spend time with God. Likewise, we become contaminated with the world viewpoints, the world view things. We become like the world and our hearts cannot grow in faith and cannot grow the way God intends for us to grow. For the Bible says that life is in the blood. As believers, it is our belief that the precious blood of Jesus gives us life, life eternal. So he's our life cycle right now as believers. And from a spiritual standpoint, the heart is the center of the total personality, especially with reference to intuition, feelings, and emotion. Now, the question is, why has God Almighty expressed major importance and interest in our hearts? In order to find out, we must look to the heart of God. We must look to the one who created the heart to find out why he commands his children to love him for all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Even with God knowing that the true fact of the heart is that the heart is deceitful above things and desperately wicked, who can know it, says Jeremiah 17.9. So why is God so mindful of man? So why is God so mindful of our heart? To find out, we must go to the beginning. We must look in the book of Genesis to find, to explore the father's heart. We must look at when, when God and Adam, the relationship they had. I want you to imagine the relationship that Adam had with God, how he would walk with God, how he would talk with God. His heart was connected with God. He was the MIC, man in charge, so to speak. Adam was a man similar to Jesus who knew no sin, purest of heart, imaginations pure. Imagine that as Adam walked with God, not knowing sin, connected with God, an awesome thing to think about. Everything was going well. Then Eve came along. They all walked together, I'm pretty sure. But you know the fall. You know what happened. But when you look at the action of the heart, it was Eve reacting to the curiosity of her heart, and that Adam reacted in disobedience. So the fall came, and you can imagine how Adam felt. He felt from his heart reaction. He felt the fear. He hid himself in shame. He played the blame game. He had burdens of regret. He became disconnected with God. Now he knew sin. And his eyes open to a different reality. Because of man disobedient and the fact that man was not built to undergo death in the grave, ever since sin entered the heart of man, our heart has been dealing with an allergic reaction called sin corruption. So our heart has non-believers and, and those who believe now and we somehow deal with these allergic reactions from time to time. And we have to deal with those. And what are some of those allergic reactions of the heart that defiles man? Matthew fifteen nineteen says, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things that makes it difficult for us to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Even as Pastor mentioned in a few of his sermons, how difficult, if you think about it, to love God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of his strength. But someone may say, well, if I could just confess, make a confession daily, God, I love you with all my heart, soul, and strength. That may not be enough. 
because I actually heard a person who was praising God, thanking God, and in the same breath, he would curse somebody out. So that may not be enough. So it's not enough. That's why God looked deep into the heart. Loving God with all your heart may be a challenge, but there are some tangible evidence that you're headed in the right direction. And God gave us one big clue. He said, if you love me with all your heart, if you love me, you will keep my what? Commandments. If you love me with your heart, you will keep my commandments. And here are some of the keys to let you know that you're headed in the right direction and loving God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Because I was talking to my wife just the other day. She said, it's kind of hard to know if you really love God with all your heart. It is difficult because the fact of the matter is we don't see God. It's easy to say to our child, we love you with all our heart. But with God, it's difficult because of what? The allergic reactions that we're dealing with on a daily basis. But number one, to let you know that you're headed in the right direction is desiring more time in his presence. Number two, including him in your decision-making process on a regular basis. Number three, confessing your particular sin struggle in detail. I mean, put a name on it. Say, Lord, these potato chips. I'm just kidding with the potato chips. But anyway, but Lord... I have a problem with this addiction, whatever it is, put a name on it. I have a problem with, if you say pornography, if you don't help me, Lord, I'm going to watch it. Lord, I got a problem with cursing. If you don't help me with this curse, I'm going to curse them out. So you got to put a name on it. Lord, I got a problem with this issue. Not just going out there, Lord, forgive for my sins. No, you got to put a name on it. When you put a name on it, it's dealing with the heart. And the heart begins to react a little different because you're exposing that sin to the heart of God. Number four, relying on God's strength to keep you from evil desires and temptations. Number five, willingness to obey the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Number six, surrendering your life on a daily basis with a compassionate desire to please God. And this is picking up the cross on a daily basis, one day at a time. One hour at a time, loving God, keeping his presence in your mind, being aware of his presence at all times. And number seven, God will reveal more of himself in the supernatural. You will begin to have greater grace, greater mercy, greater favor. Doors begin to open. Doors begin to close. God is in control because you trust in him and you loving on him. Not knowing particularly where your heart stands, but you're headed in the right direction. Now, let's go into God's heart reactions to man's sin. Now, we know that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent. We know that he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end, the first, the last, whose house he's numbered. Mine is number two, but you just can't see it. So he numbered our hairs. So, you have to understand, that's how powerful God is. He's the sovereign God of the universe. So, ask the question, how can God have a hard reaction when he knows everything? So, I was had to ponder on that. I said, God, how do that don't make no sense to me? You know everything, so how can you have a reaction? And he quickly led me to the judgment. He's a God of judgment. He has authority over man to make decisions. The key word was decision and action based on I have a free will based on the things that we do, whether it's unconditional or conditional. He makes it that way. 
He won't be known as the judge of the nations and the earth and the man. I mean, even he given us a judgment day. And he's rewarder of those who diligently seek him, which allows us to see the glimpse of his hard reactions concerning the faithfulness toward man, toward him. So he allows us to be involved with him uh, to show different ways that he's making a decision in our lives. Because it's unconditional things that God looks at. He looks at the heart to give us hope that he's just not, okay, you just going to go to hell. You just made that sin. That's it. No, but he's working with us. He's dealing with us. He's forgiving us. When we repent, he forgives us. So he's awesome. So we put that in perspective in Genesis chapter 6. We'll bring it more to light. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, and it said that God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was on evil continually. And verse 6 says, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him in what? His heart. So God is showing a heart reaction to the sin of man. God reactions to sin. Now we know that God will go forth and destroy the earth, every living creature, but even in the part of the action that he had towards sin, his grace was released from his heart. It was action toward Noah. And the Bible said that Noah found grace in the sight of the Lord. It said that Noah was a just man in his generation, and Noah walked with God. So that was some actions going on right there. So God is a merciful God, and he's showing his heart reaction. Even the wrath of God always brings the grace behind the scene. Now, Let's get more deeper into it. Now, God requires us to love him, with, to love him, to seek him, to serve him, to acknowledge him, to praise and worship him with our whole heart, with all of our hearts. And you think about King David. And we read some of his psalms. He would say, Lord, I will love you with all my whole heart. And let's tap into the life of King David. Spending time with God, the reactions of his heart became different. He was a shepherd boy, tending to the sheep. Spending time with the Lord began to change his heart. Now, we know the story of David, how awesome he was, but he came from a humble beginning. And some of the things that David did is because of his heart. And one of the things that David did was he had a heart to defend God's righteousness. He had a heart to worship God. He was a writer of psalms from his heart to God. He acknowledged God before going to war, his heart was in an acknowledgement to see God's perspective. Was it okay? Checking in with the father, hard reactions. His heart was quick to repent. David even fasted before the Lord, asking God to spare his newborn child that he had with Bathsheba. His heart was connecting with God with mercy. And when God declined, the baby died. David got up, dusted himself off, cleansed himself up, and went to worship. Hard reaction. His heart stayed on God. No matter the circumstances, he still connected with God. Davis was, you know, famously known as the man after God's own heart. And which sums it up, he walked with God in harmony with God, seeking his viewpoint, his perspective, and including God in his daily life. Moving forward, the question now is, what is our heart truly after? Are we seeking after everything except the heartbeat of God? So we know that David was after God's own heart, but what is our heart after? Think about it for a second before we move on. 
Some example, I may help you out here. Are we seeking after fame and fortune? Are we after the world's temporary pleasures? Are we more materialistic? Are we after those possessions? Are we seeking to please our selfish desires instead of God's desire for our lives? Or are we seeking approval of man and not from God? Therefore, it's no wonder that we are not seeing or experiencing the supernatural power of God's presence. Now, there's nothing wrong with those things for us seeking the accumulation and wealth and you're working, you take care of your family and you setting up legacies. There's nothing wrong with those things. But God must be first. He must be involved. David was, again, an example. The Bible says, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be what? Added. So we know that. So we have to connect our heart again. Reconnect. All right, section two of this discussion, it's going to deal with hard reactions from some of the faithful men of the Bible after spending quality time with God. The first man we want to look at is Enoch. You know the story? Genesis 5.24, and it says, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Hebrew 11.5, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God has translated him. Before his translation, he had this testimony and he pleased God. Now God's heart was pleased with Enoch's heart. Enoch was so connected with God that he had faith. He said, hey God, I've been walking with you for 300 years. I don't feel like dying. I don't want to see death. So God, let's keep rolling, guys. Let's roll on out of here right quick. So he just rolled out with God. That shows, that shows how much God loved him. So the same thing, it's the same God we're talking about. The same love that he had for Enoch, he has for you and for us. So Enoch got a good pass on that one. He, he, he rolled out with God, so I like that. Now the next person we'll look at, it's going to be Daniel, along with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their slaves' names. But this is a product of association. The heartbeats was on one accord. They trusted God. The hard reactions was this. They refused to compromise their belief, even to the point of death. They were full of faith. God supernaturally delivered them out of the hands of their enemies, the hands of their adversaries. So these men stood firm, connecting with God's heartbeat, trusting in God for the supernatural, knowing God, spending time with God. The heartbeat became different. They stood alone, and God reacted toward their faith and their trust in him. So if you stand firm with God, what would he do for you? Think about that. The next person we're going to look at is Joseph. Joseph. Wow. Joseph displayed an excellent spirit from the pit to the palace to the prison and to the position of power. PPPs. All right. Joseph was a different heartbeat. He connected with God at an early age. So has Daniel. He began to walk with God, began to have a heart after God. And doing so, with an excellent spirit, God was able to not only test him, but God placed some second in charge to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And we think about Joseph. Joseph had a, a God disposition. Even when his brothers came in, he saw them, he forgave them. So he had a heart to forgive. He said, you meant it for evil, but God did it for good. So he was excellent to the end. Spending time with God does pays off. So in essence, 
These men spending quality and consistent time with God elevated their spiritual heart to a greater level of faith and trust in God. So some of you may say, well, spending time with God, I just give them five minutes. I'm rolling out, got to do work. Some may say, I'm going to spend them an hour. But the more time you spend with God, it will have a positive effect. It will grow your faith and strength. It's not in vain. So make up your mind to spend time to find that heartbeat of God. Now, these men chose to walk with God. So how is your walk with God? Are you walking with God? Are you walking in the word? Are you walking in the world? Why are you walking? Are you asking God to walk with you? Are you asking to walk with you or walking with God? So ask that question. Some people want God to walk with them, even though they're in a messy situation, they're committing sin, but God, I'm doing this right here. I want you to come over and walk with me. I need this promotion, and then I'm going to roll out once you give it to me. Now, I need you right now. So are you walking with God, or are you asking God to walk with you? So you got to think about that, because you ask God to walk with you. If you're not right, it's not going to work out, because these people are trying to walk by what? Trying to walk by sight and not by faith. It takes a special heart to go after the heart of God, no doubt. Your heart must be pure, must be transparent to God. It's hard to see God with a corrupt heart. Willfully holding on to those hidden sins gives you a divided heart, hindering the praise and worship. So if it's tainted, those allergic reactions that I mentioned is still there and it's in full force. It's hard to praise God and you're thinking about Jumping in bed with someone else, for example. It's hard to do that. It's hard to praise God and you say, well, I'm dealing with this addiction and I'm going to praise him, but I'm going to go back to it. It's hard to praise God. It's hard to get to a point to connect with God in his heartbeat. Amen? Hope you're enjoying the message so far. We're almost to the end. Now, section three discusses the spiritual and worldly reactions Question is here, what do your heart typically reflect the most spiritually or worldly actions on a daily basis? So, for an example, if you drive in your car in heated traffic and someone cuts you off, what's your reaction? That no down, blank, 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 or, or you just say, God, God praise him. No, or, you know, oh, no, give me the strength. No, he just... Just bless him, have mercy upon him, and you just hold it down. Because, that, you know, it comes out. Rubs in the heart, it comes out. Right, so you have to be careful. And you know how our parents would say, child, what's on your heart, baby? Just, what's on your heart? So that's how they would come to you, the heart. Or some people would say, well, come and sit down with me. Speak from your heart. Do we really speak from our heart, the whole thing? Some people hold some things back, of course. But the heart... It's the main topic here today. So God wants you to know that the action that we take is from our heartbeat, from within. Okay, now, I'm going to explain the two categories here. And we're going to look at the category number one and category number two. It's going to break it down into unhealthy heart. I'm going to give you some of the unhealthy heart reactions. And number two category is going to be the healthy heart. And I'm going to give you seven of those. But before we get into the categories, I'd like to put this in a category by itself. It's called the innocent heart. That's that childlike heart. In the latter part of Genesis, chapter 8, verse 21, 
For it reads, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. I want you to be reminded that as a period of point in our lives has, when we're little, our hearts is pure to a certain point, and then that imagination begins to kick in. Now, a little child, you can ask him a question, he will give you an honest answer. He can say, well, how do I look today? You know, he'll say, you look ugly, or, <laughs> you know, he'll say that. And I remember when my daughter was little, I asked her, I said, how's the kids in your school? I said, how you got, you know, what's the mix? I was trying to, you know, the mix for us. The race. She said, I see a brown girl, a pink girl. She didn't say white or black. She was just naming their colors. So, yeah, pink, brown. You know, so I'm like, okay. Well, she was giving what she saw. So, it was innocent heart of a child. But those hearts can become tainted at a certain age. And I remember telling my son this. I said, son, and I know you're in middle school. I mean, he probably remember this. But I said, things are going to change when you begin to get into a certain grade level. The kids won't be the same. They're going to be divided. The girls are going to look different. They're going to act different based on the hard reactions of the household, based on the things they're just seeing. Some are going to go into R&B music. They're going to have different music. They're going to think different. They're not going to be all about playing games anymore. Some are going to be exposed to different things that they shouldn't be exposed of at an early age. So things going to happen. Because of the hard reactions. And, and I remember, give a testimony. It's not a good testimony to give, because, but it's a true testimony of a young child, Caucasian child. I was at the airport in New Orleans years ago, decades ago. And I was sitting in front of this grandparent who seems to be a grandparent, the child in the middle. I was sitting here across from them. And next to me was a sister. She was black. So we were sitting there. And I was having my head down. And we were just doing our thing, waiting on, on the plane. All of a sudden, this little guy got out of his seats and walked around in circles, just like this, and began to say, I don't want to sit beside no N-word. I don't want to sit beside no N-word. I'm like, she looked at me, I looked at her, I said, oh. So it ain't changed. Now, the heart reactions was, was changing. But then I began to look at the grandparents. I blocked them out. And she was like, I was big. I'm like, okay. So I looked at them. They looked down into the newspaper and it became up like this. They began to raise it up. As if they're not hearing what he's saying. No correction. But it was the hard reaction of them that he was displaying. So it's very imperative that you watch the things that you do around others, around your children. Even today, you can look at your child and see the hard reactions of your child. In every household, you should be able to see that. It's going to manifest. And I told Pastor about George. I see George's heartbeat after yours. It's similar in the ways your heart reactions flow into his life. And you can see the comparison between those two heart reactions. It's very, very crucial. Okay. Now, let's get into the heart reactions from a healthy heart. The first one is broken heart. Psalms 34, 18 says, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and say such has be of a contrite spirit. Now, a broken heart, that is a, a vulnerable heart. And when your heart is broken, anything can come in. You can go to God, you can go to the world. You're confused at this point because your heart is broken. It's very vulnerable, and God knows it. That's why he said that he has to be near to a broken hearted. To save it, to mend it, broken hearted. 
Number two, a fearful heart. These are the unhealthy hearts. First John, verse 4, 18 reads, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear has torment. He that fear is not made in perfect love. A fearful heart. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of sound mind. A fearful heart. It's very hard for God to use such person that holds on to a fearful heart. Number three, empty heart. That's the heart of hopeless. God wants to restore hope in the empty heart. How's your heart today? Number four, a lonely heart. That is a dangerous heart. A lonely heart is a numb or checked out heart. That means that you're nearing depression. You don't really care about the life, the things that it brings. You're giving up hope. A lonely heart. And it's one of the hearts that the devil plays with. And he deceives many that they're alone. They may be alone, but they're not lonely because God is always there. So he plays with those lonely hearts. We know it's important to, to connect with people, but the main source is to connect with God. And then number five, angry heart. Now, who are there with an angry heart? You know who you are. You can raise your hand if you want to. I'm just kidding. It's going to come out, though. I'm getting that traffic. It'll come out real quick. Angry heart. Some people just mad about nothing. They're kind of worry mad. Man, I'm just, um, man, I'm glad when they get over. I'm just mad today, man. My wife made me mad and all kind of stuff happened. So you just, they just come in angry. Angry with the ball. Just angry for no reason. And you can stand back and see the angry heart. It will manifest. And you can, as a believer, trust me, you can, you can see and you can feel that anger of a person who carries all the time. And these are the dominant forces, by the way, that is dominating your heart. And God is trying to what? Use his heart to love him. Number six, a hardened heart. When you hear the word hardened heart, you think about what? Pharaoh. How God hardened his heart. And hardened heart toward God's dangerous heart. So you don't want to harden your heart to the things of God. And it can be because it's like a rebellion heart. So we don't want that type of heart. So make sure that you allow God to come in and to caress your heart, to place his love in it, to soften that flesh of your heart. And the last one for the unhealthy heart is prideful heart. Prideful heart. A person can come up with pride. It doesn't matter their status, whether rich or poor. It doesn't matter. You become prideful in the smallest things. But it's something that we must check because the Bible says before it happens, what's going to happen? It's a fall. A pride always leads to a fall. So you want to be humble and humble yourself to God on a daily basis will help rid that pridefulness away from you. And the prideful things, it could be something major, something real simple. But humble yourself with an attitude of love and gratefulness to cover that prideful heart. Okay, moving right along to category number two. Number one, joyful heart. These are the healthy hearts that God intends for us to have on a regular basis. Joyful heart. Tough situation will, will make it difficult to have joyful, but that's something that God gives us. We have to hold on to it. God wants to have a caring heart, a caring heart, to care for others. He wants to have an upright heart, to do things that is right and pleasing in his sight. God wants to have a loving heart, to love him with what? All his heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. A happy heart. You know, Pastor mentioned, I have a happy heart, I'm happy. It's something that God placed in there. When you spend time with God, he'll place a certain dominant force, emotions, within your heart. You can't explain it. I'm just happy. You heard him say that numerous of times, I'm happy. 
And that's a force that we should strive for, that emotion, that heart, the happy heart. And this is an important one, a peaceful heart. It brings everything together, that peace of mind, the peace in your spirit, that no matter what you're facing, God will work it out. A peaceful heart, trusting in the peace of the Lord. And number seven, I gave it away, trusting. Trusting heart. Who are we trusting? Are we trusting the people that we see, the people that we connected with? Are we trusting God? Have that trusting heart, place your trust in God. God said, trust him with all your heart. He said, trust him and knowledge him with your heart of trust. Now, in conclusion, I'd like to say, remember that your heart reactions can carry over into the lives of others, as I mentioned before, into your family, the friends, the loved ones, and associates, especially the young children and adolescents. So be conscious of your eye gate, ear gate, mouth gates to protect them from those negative heart reactions because God wants to be in Azura of our hearts, reactions, reflecting his love, his kindness as we walk in his righteousness, unveiling the righteousness of our heart. Heart reactions. Those things that we do, it shows our reflections of our heart, reactions, reflections, actions, reflections, actions. Those things that show, once again, our true reflection of our heart. Be mindful of that as we move forth and our growth with God. It's about our heart. And that's why God talks about the heart so much. He wants to protect it. He wants to cleanse it from all unrighteousness. So I hope that you enjoyed the message today. I thank you for allowing me to come before you, spend time in the Word of God with you, to break bread with you. I want to say thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. For brothers and sisters, you need the Word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled Reactions of the Heart by Ringo Johnson. This message is number 6581 at 6581. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6581 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the Word.